I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this extended interview with Sarah where she's going to share with us how to travel to remote parts of Sweden. Hi Sarah, how are you? Hey Debbie, I'm good, how are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Before you share with us all of your tips and tricks about uh, Sweden, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Sure. So I work as the travel and adventure photographer. And uh, yeah, I knew from an early age that I wanted to travel. I was so curious about the world and uh, spent a lot of time in high school dreaming up all the places I was going to go. And um, then as soon as I graduated, I started traveling and uh, I just didn't want it to end. So I didn't make it end. <laughs> like I kept traveling and tried to settle in um, and, you know, eventually grow up and become serious and get a serious job. But um, it was like that was not meant for me. So long story short, I uh, discovered photography and that became my professional path. Yeah. And your story is really interesting. And if you guys want to hear more about Sarah's journey to becoming a professional photographer, make sure to listen to her full interview. Um, and she's going to share more about that. But on this interview, we're going to talk specifically about Sweden, where you're from. And I've never been, so I'm so curious because I love nature. I love to see all the different parts of the world. And this is definitely one of my bucket list places. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting the expert here and she's a local. So I'm like, Sarah, tell us all the information that we need to hear. So why should people come to Sweden, right? We know it's gorgeous, but what is it from your perspective, Sarah, that makes it a really unique location? Right. So first I would like to distinguish like there's Sweden and there's like Southern Sweden and Northern Sweden. So I'm from the very far North. I live right by the Arctic circle, which is like a whole different world from the South. In my opinion, like it's, it's not at all developed. Well, it is developed, but it's very uninhabited. So there's lots of forests and lakes and mountains and just space, um, untamed nature, um, which is what I love so much. Um, and, uh, yeah, I find people ask me, um, sometimes like over Instagram, like, Oh, but I, I'm so curious about Northern Sweden, but how do you, how do you like get there? Are there like roads and like railways and like hotels? I'm like, yeah, there's quite a lot actually. Um, and it's more, you know, obviously in nature because we don't have many cities up here. So it's for the ones who are more adventurous and would like to experience that sort of, uh, um, yeah, that way of traveling and getting closer to nature. And uh, it's extremely popular to come here in the winter months when the northern season, uh, the, the northern light season is um, just 
amazing and long because we basically don't have any daylight. Well, we do have daylight, but the sun is barely, barely popping over the horizon before it's gone again. So it's like really, really spectacular. And um, yeah, so I didn't really care about Sweden. Um, I mean, I started traveling when I was so young, but then when I came back during the pandemic, uh, that's when I started to to discover and realize how beautiful it is and special. So yeah, the Northern Lights, the nature, um, the the culture. We have the you know the, the Sami culture, the indigenous people of, of Northern Scandinavia, um, which is really really fascinating to me. And uh, yeah, there's there's really so so much. So would you say it, there is a specific season that is a must? Like you have to go there. And I know you mentioned winter, but I'm not sure. Like is the attraction the same when it's spring and summer or fall? What is that like? Or, you know, if I'm only going to go there once in my life, when should I go? Is there a season? Yeah. So as I said, most people tend to come in the winter, the peak of season or peak, peak of winter. So like January, February, which is uh beautiful it's really exotic to many people because it's so you know cold and frozen and just dark and really magical in many ways um but something i've discovered by living here now for the past three years is that i mean i kind of knew that before but every season has its charm there's like no ugly season um <laughs> and the the light like you can really see how it changes for each month i mean i'm such a nerd when it comes to light because i'm a photographer but um yeah it's it's fascinating but if you were to pick one time of the year um i would probably go for like september because then you still get a bit of summer i mean like it's not summer but you can hike and be outside and there are not so many mosquitoes and you can still see the northern lights and the colors are incredible because of all the leaves turning orange and red um yeah so that's that's my favorite month but Obviously, winter has its own charm and summer too. Oh my God, like the midnight sun um, and spring. It's, it's like still snow on the ground, so you can do all the activities, but days are super long, so you can be out like late in, in the night and go skiing in like one o'clock in the morning and the sun is up, you know, stuff like that. So, so for people, I know in the beginning, you mentioned a lot of people are curious about, hey, um, this is way up there. Are there any transportation now? Do you feel like there's um, companies that are reputable to work with, right? Especially now with with everything that's happening, you could find some some companies that are not as, as trustworthy, as they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, there are a lot of great companies up here and like... Traveling by train and planes is super easy. And uh, yeah, it's it's really not much different from the rest of Europe. It's just more space in between cities and towns, you know. So, um, but it's definitely not complicated. It's quite straightforward, I would say. And would you say that you have to... Would you recommend people to book things way in advance, especially when it's the peak season, like in winter, um, when there's a lot more tourists there? Yeah, that's that's a good good thing to do. Um, January, February, and then um, the rest of the year is not not too bad yet, because that's another beautiful aspect of, of northern Sweden. Like, not so many people have discovered it yet, so it's still fairly unknown. It's not like Finnish Lapland. So, I mean, this is Swedish Lapland, as we call it. It's very similar, but we also have mountains and 
in my opinion, it's, it's nicer, but <laughs> this is, I might be biased. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a very uh, sort of authentic destination in that sense. You can really get to know the locals. And uh, I've really seen that in what I've been doing in the past couple of years now, like uh, organizing retreats, like people really, really love that aspect of coming and hanging out with locals and like myself and, and just really get to know the culture and not stay in, in big hotels, but more kind of be in nature and be with the locals. <laughs> And for you, I know you're rediscovering your own um, country in the last few years since the pandemic. Has there been any places that were really a surprise to you, even as a local, where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I never knew about this? Oh, I feel like there are a lot of them. I had <laughs> not really discovered the mountains of Sweden up until the start of the pandemic, which is crazy. There are so many insanely beautiful places to go and just really magical away from it all and uh yeah now it's like my second home I go there all the time um and yeah there are like a gazillion specific locations I could name but they like random out in the the wilderness so it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> doesn't really make sense but I've had some of my most sort of mind-blown uh, moments in my life just standing on top of cliffs, like looking out over this incredible, magnificent river delta that's completely like turquoise blue. And then like the, the the forest is on fire because it's in the autumn and just like sunny and no one there but myself and like a couple of birds basically. And that is kind of hard to get in many other places in the world. Well, I can't even imagine like having that to yourself and, you know, just really appreciating what's in front of you and um that's very rare nowadays to to have that so are there any other suggestions tips that you would like to share with us sarah it's becoming increasingly known i guess because we have there's this place just 30 minutes away from where i live in the woods which is also in the woods but a little bit more civilized um called Tree, tree house hotel tree hotel oh, oh my god tree hotel um and these are these beautiful sort of luxury designer cabins that are in the trees and that place is attracting celebrities like oprah winfrey's been there justin bieber and like kate moss and like all the all the the big stars um so that that's quite cool i find how how it's becoming increasingly known by like the really sort of rich and famous because they just want to get away from it all. Um, and I can see that's an increasing trend among many people um, just to be able to disconnect, to reconnect really. And there are many, many places for that um, up here to do that. But Tree Hotel is the one that comes to mind. Amazing. I know. And that sounds really, that sounds like something from like a fairy book or something like tree hotel in the middle of the woods in Sweden. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's something else. So I know you hold a retreat. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and where can people find you and find more information about Sweden and the retreats that you hold and um, all the good things and where they can look for you and find you? Sure. So yeah, my retreats basically entail everything I've been talking about or a lot of it. So it's like I knew from the start that I didn't want to do like plain photography workshops. I love photography, but there's so much more to life in my opinion. So like being in nature and I, I really see what people are, are craving these days. 
um, and get this uh, this serenity and and moment to just just be and sit around campfires and have like real conversations, just like a sense of sisterhood. Because most retreats that I've been doing so far have been for women. So like I really see that the power of coming together as women and like yeah, just being a around like-minded people. So I have done a couple of concepts so far, but one of them, probably my favorites, has been up with a friend in the north who's a, a Sami, so, so indigenous people of, of northern Scandinavia. And uh, there we're just staying in his incredible glamping site. So it's like this uh, lavu or tipu tents, um, which are completely off-grid, and the northern lights, that we see not there because it's like so far away from civilization and far away from light pollution that like you get the most incredible night skies and we spend the days hiking depending on the season, but yeah, hiking or skiing and just cold plunging and sitting around a campfire, learning about the indigenous culture and learning about photography and just learning from each other. And, you know, that has been super, super special yeah, just to see sort of the sparkles in the eyes of the other women, like sort of when they come alive by sitting around. The, like it's for me, I almost take it for granted because I live in this, but I see how how a beautiful gift it can be to others to come and experience it too. So um, it's been incredibly rewarding. That's amazing. And that sounds so nice. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's that's great. I mean, I live in New York City and I'm like, I don't know if you've been hearing all the sirens in the background, Sarah, but I'm like, that sounds really <laughs> nice right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, well, so if our listeners want to know more about your retreat, Sarah, where can they find you? They can swing by my website. So sarahlindstromphotography.com and yeah, all the information is out there and they can sign up for my email list and when I release new dates and so on. So yeah, all the information is there. Perfect. Thank you so much, Sarah. We really appreciate you for being here, for sharing us all the tips um, and some local info from, you know, from an actual local of, of Arctic Sweden, which is incredible. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Sarah. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she's able to travel and become a adventure photographer. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.